What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Pokemon Podcast. Not episode 300 uh, yet. Soon. Uh, I'm your host, SBJ, and with me today is Will. And I'm only bringing like 75% of myself because if this isn't going to be a full numbered episode, you're not getting a full numbered Will Anderson. <laughs> All right. I think that's fair. <laughs> half, half episode Will over here. All the way from Europe, can we? The weather report, uh, weather reporter Al is here. It was it was lovely weather today. It was chilly, but it was sunny, warm in the sunshine. Well, I say warm, it, warm for me. I'm sure many of you would think it was cold. So well, you... for the past three days in DC, I've woken up to fog and clouds. I think you sense Europe's weather over here. I'm okay with that. Uh, Al, which weather do you not ever get? Which cast former are you never going to see in, in, in your neck of the woods? Well, you know what's funny is I actually got it yesterday. Um, the sun cast form, which has taken, what, is that three, two, three weeks to get now? Yeah. I had plenty, plenty normal and rain, and I don't think it's snowed at all since then. But yeah, the first time I saw a sunny cast form was yesterday in three weeks. Not bad, not it. bad. Texas has Corsola. Wisconsin has that snowy cast form that I don't think... Well, they might get. When I was in Texas, they had a snow warning, but I think it snowed for like 10 seconds. Take well, that. Well, based on the fact that there's clearly a bug with it doing uh, spawning at some somehow, then you, you never know. Everyone might get the, su- the snowy <laughs> one. Uh, well, we got an interesting episode for you guys. Uh, we're still prepping episode 300, so we got another like fake. Everyone really liked that last episode was called 2299 and a half. So you guys get another 299 episode. No, no Rochelle this week, uh, which because mostly this is going to be a very heavy Pokemon Go episode. And as, as we know, Rochelle does not play Pokemon Go, but. Uh, I'm sure Al has a lot to say about Community Day, and then I'm sure Will doesn't have much to say, but I'm sure he'll give his input about how he missed Community Day and how he's bitter about it. Uh, I've so got that, plenty of two senses all the time, so I'm willing to throw them in. All right, good, good. So that's our that's our episode for the day, and then we have a little bit of other Pokemon news, and we have some emails, but um, before I completely forget, because... Uh, next week will be episode 300, and I realize I've been saying that for two weeks. That's kind of the joke. Uh, if you have any emails of any of your favorite moments or something that stood out to you in the last 300 episodes, hopefully you haven't been listening that long because the first 100 episodes, I would say the first maybe 200 episodes are bad. Please don't hesitate to email those thoughts in so we can share them on next week's episode when we finally do episode 300. So. Uh, SBJ at PKMNcast.com, or if you just go to PokemonPodcast.com, uh, there's a contact button at the top of the page that you can hit. So if you have any thoughts or feelings or just something that stood out in the last uh, couple of years and you want it to be mentioned on the podcast, more than happy to get those emails. We've got a couple really good ones in, but I did want to give you guys another week uh, because I did a bad job at uh, telling you guys that like two weeks ago. So here's an extra week for you guys to email some stuff in. If you are listening to this on Monday, the 26th, or really any time, uh, I do have, we, I am planning another Pokemon movie night on Sunday, the 4th of March. 
So we will just watch a Pokemon movie. I think we're going to watch the Hoopa movie, which is not a movie I've seen. I don't know if we're going to like review it or anything like we well, like we did last week. I heard that people really liked that episode, though. But we are just going to do another movie night and just do more for the community, for Slack and everything. So, of course, if you're in Slack, they get first invites to those uh, and whatnot. So just bringing that up in case I forget. But uh, let's jump right into some Pokemon news so we don't dwell too long. First bit of news here is Detective Pikachu demo announced. Demo, new characters, and a 3DS theme. This is off Bulba News. In the video released by Nintendo, they show off new 3DS themes available by a download code, a special demo version, and showed off some new characters. A special demo version will be released early March 2018 in the Nintendo eShop, which will allow players to begin the begin playing the beginning of the game and later transfer their progress to the final game. I love when demos do that. Uh, the first 3DS theme users can receive through a download code through select retailers, uh, and this offer ends on April 22nd. And they showed a couple characters, but I, I won't go too deep into the characters for spoiler purposes, uh, in case somebody was going in blind, but... Would love to hear you guys' thoughts. I, I think I misspoke. I don't know if it was on me misspeaking. I know, very rare. I don't know if it was on the podcast or if it was on Twitch or if it was on Slack, but from my understanding, so this is a $40 game, and I was under the impression that the first part of the game is, the, like, the game is three hours long. And I was like, wow, $40 for three hours is kind of a a weird weird thing to charge i personally believe but apparently i'm not wrong the first game is three hours but i think this is part one and part two and nowhere did they say on i'm looking at the nintendo the nintendo page for nintendo.com and i looked at the amazon page no one nowhere did it say that this was the japanese part one and the japanese part two in one game because japan just got part two, like, Japan got part one two years ago, and then part two, I don't know, like, six to eight, six months to a year ago, but... Did they did they ever get part two? I thought they, they hadn't got it, and this was the combining of the, the oh, first part that they got okay. and the second part that they See, haven't got yet. That's why I was super confused about all this, because there was, like, little to no communication, because if you just think it's part one, then you then if you if you look it up, you would know that part one only takes about three hours, but this is apparently part one and part two... Uh, which people are saying that that altogether takes about six hours to complete. I, it's just, I Maybe they don't have to communicate that because they don't expect people to follow Japanese news or games. But, like, this game's been out for two years. Yeah. Now, 80% of the people out there have, like, no clue that there's a Detective Pikachu game that was only available in Japan at all. Even Pokemon fans, they're just... They're well, I mean, obviously, people attention. who listen to this show do because they're, yeah, I would say more hard more, and more hardcore than an average Pokemon fan. I w- I would assume True. in a sense. But you know what's interesting and and something I've been thinking about a little bit recently is like how games and movies um are like it doesn't matter how much money was put in to actually create it because I imagine Detective Pikachu is it's got some pretty good production value in it. But it doesn't matter like how much money is put into creating it. They're always at these like set price points, $40, $60 for a AAA game. And it's like, 
why doesn't it reflect the actual costs of manufacturing as opposed to these flat points? Right? Every movie ticket costs the same. It doesn't matter if the movie costs like a hundred million to make or ten thousand dollars. Very interesting. Like there have been small Pokemon bite sized games that have been not full price. Yeah, but then there, it's still it's at like a set point, right? It's not forty three dollars and fifty cents because that's what they need to recover it's like it's at the forty dollar point i mean yeah you're right this is also the same company that released poking tournament a year later on a different console and charged again another sixty dollars price (laughs) it's kind of mind-blowing i'm a big fan of uh, a demo that carries over your progress that's pretty rad 100 percent I, I, whether this was, you know, 40 or 60 or $15, I feel like I'm going to buy this anyways because I've been, uh, the last couple months from really Ultra Sun and Moon on, I've been on such a huge Pokemon high. And I don't know if that's just because, um, I just really, really, really enjoyed Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. But obviously, I, I, I played through 90% of Crystal. I'm, I'm, I'm almost done with it, but I've put, 200 hours into Crystal, gosh forbid. 100 of those just uh, trying to catch one Pokemon. Yeah, you're right, you're right, Al, you're right. 100 hours just for uh, a coughing. And I just started playing through Pokemon Y. I never played Y, I played X, of course, but I'm loving every single second of Y. Except, who? when you get to that fossil cave, I think it's called Glittering Cave, that whole section is bad. I loved it's rather unpleasant. I, I loved everything up to that point. I'm really, really liking Y a whole lot. I can't. I it blows me away about how many Pokemon on our are each route. Uh, how good the first like two hours pacing wise that game is. But man, that glittering cave part, not good. <laughs> so yeah, I'm on. A, I'm on a huge Pokemon high. Uh, I'm very excited for Detective Pikachu. I know. I know we've kind of talked about this, but as as we get closer to Detec- Detective Pikachu, are you guys are you guys excited? Well, I'm excited to find out what you know all the hype has been about. I mean, it it does look like a fun game to play, and and you know what? I'm happy it's only going to be three hours because I got a lot of stuff. Okay, with one and two, maybe six hours. I got a lot of stuff going on in my life. I don't have hours and hours to put into a silly side game. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it will probably be terrible, but <laughs> I'm still looking forward to it. There's nothing wrong with a terrible game. Sometimes you just got to play a terrible game. It is it is developed by Creatures, which is weird cuz I didn't think Creatures developed games. I usually the developer is Game Freak or uh what is what is that developer that makes bad pokemon games they made gale of darkness uh genius i can't remember now genius sonority or something yeah. like that <laughs> wow why do i know that <laughs> oh no but it, this one this says it's developed by creatures well is it creatures or creatures incorporated because creatures incorporated is the one that contributes to the pokemon games this may be a completely separate company. this is this is creatures inc which i've clicked on let me tell you what they've made They've made Mother for the Nintendo Entertainment System. That they is made, an insanely popular game that I've never played. They've made this very small game. Uh, I don't think a lot of people heard about it. It's called Earthbound on uh, the Super Nintendo. Also an insanely popular game that I've never seen and never played. Uh, they made Mario Super Supercross. 
They made Mario Percross and the pocket camera on the Game Boy. Uh, on the Game Boy Color, they made the Pokemon trading card game and Chi-Chi Alien. And the Pokemon trading card game was a great game. It was good. Yes, I 100% agree with you. Yeah, that game was amazing. On the Game Boy Advance, they made Machop at Work, which was an e-reader game. That sounds like that sounds amazing. They made they made Kingler's Day, which is also an e-reader game. I wonder if there was any crossover between those two games. Yeah, I wonder. They made uh, No 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 Puzzle Challenge. They made uh, po- this another very small game. They made this game called Pokemon Emerald. They, That's credited to them? Yeah. I, I don't think they made it entirely. The Wikipedia page still says that Game Freak was the developer of that, but they may have been more involved in it than any I want, previous game. Yeah, I wonder what the involvement ratio was. Like, does Game Freak get credit because they made uh, the base engine and then creatures get the credit because Game Freak didn't work on Emerald, but... Creatures took all their work and then just added that extra part to it and then hit publish. I'm, I'm, it's, oh, that's a bit mean, Steve. <laughs> you know that it's not just like, oh, you know, five minutes work, reskin right. it in hey. green, and that's it done. Hey, you can just change the color panel, add that Rayquaza at the end, hit go. Uh, they made Mother 3. Uh, and then for the Nintendo DS, they made. Pokey Park Fishing Rally DS? Uh, I I didn't ever... That sounds like a game I should have heard of, yeah. and yet I've never heard of it. That must have been Japan only. Uh, they made Wait, Pro- what, what? I can't even click on it. It's like the one of the only games here without like a hyperlink on Wikipedia. I can't even click on it. What was that game where you could play as like a, a Pokemon and you were in a world where like it was all Pokemon around you and you would go to them and talk to them and they'd give you like a task to do. Ranger. And then no, 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 no. That Poke you play Park. as a human in Pokemon. Is it Poke Park? Uh, like Rum- Poke Park well, Wii? Yeah. Or are you thinking um, No, not Rumble because those were no. wind-up toys. So that that they need to make that game for the Switch. There were only like two of them. I think there was like an original, original Poke Park and then a, sec- a sequel. Yep. Uh, they need to make one more, another one of those. Uh, they made Project Hacker. Uh, they made Pokemon Ranger with in collaboration with HAL Laboratory. Uh, they made Pokemon Ranger Shadows of Al Al Almana Al Alma. Sh- uh, Shadows of Al McKinkay. Okay, yes, my mistake. They made uh, <laughs> they made Personal Trainer Walking. They made that alongside with Nintendo and Engines. They made Pokemon Ranger Guardians Guardian Signs. So really, for all those asking for Pokemon Ranger. Creatures was the developer on those three games. I don't think there was four Ranger games. Now I know who to write. They made Poke Park Wii Pikachu's Adventure. They made Poke Park Wii Poke Park Two Wonders Beyond, and uh, this is their first game in five years. I guess they made Detective Pikachu. So what? What? What does this company exactly do? I, I'm. We, they we make know- the trading card games. The trading cards. And some of the toys as well. But Poke Park is a, a, a really good game, so... Creatures is known score. for making the Pokemon card game and toys. Okay. Yeah, you're right, Al. And, and also, um, Pokemon Ranger is arg- can could be argued to be a superior game to the actual main series Pokemon games. So th- that's a huge plus. Did you like Ranger, Will? Oh, heck yeah. I love drawing circles, man. All right. 
I mean, I, I'm not in love with Poke Park, but those games are pretty awesome for what they, what their end goal is, which is to target a younger audience. And, uh, I think they're good at that. Did you play this, the, the second Poke Park? I don't know which one I've played. I think I might have played the first one. Well, okay. So my nephew was having difficulty completing the second one. So I helped him with all like the final battles and everything like that. That game gets real dark at the end. <laughs> it's it's not necessarily child friendly. Uh, dark Rye is ooh, is that a spoiler? You gonna spoil a uh, seven <laughs> year old game here? Game? <laughs> uh, oh yeah, five. No, a six year old, six year old game. Yeah, yeah. Dark Rye is the villain in that one, and uh, he he pulls no punches uh, in that final battle. So. I don't know about how child-oriented it is. Maybe it's child and parent together oriented. I mean, these companies are all quite intertwined creatures and the Pokemon Company and Nintendo and Game Freak. Because if you look at the top of the Wikipedia page, which I assume is what you're reading, um, it says that it was founded with the assistance of uh, Satori Iwata. Um, so it's quite interesting that how connected they all are. Like how how are things done is just what I want to know. Like, like we know that we know <laughs> Who's that game making the decisions. Right, we know that here. Game Freak is making the games, but also Game Freak has made other games for other systems. Like they made the Elephant game for PS4 and Xbox and PC. So like they have branched out. So they're not exclusive to Nintendo. And we know that Game Freak has made specific Pokemon to, like, tell a specific story that they wanted to. But then we also know that, like, creatures have made Pokemon before. We know that Nintendo has specific says, says, says as well. Like, what if one of these companies just walks away from this? Not that they probably yeah. would, but... Let, let me walk away from this huge bag of money. Um, <laughs> what we need is an org chart. That just delineates, you know, who's doing what, at what times, who's responsible for it. Because, like, we have, it's like three countries, three countries, three companies, right? Game Freak, uh, Creatures, Inc., Pokemon Company International is a separate company. Uh, who else gets credits at the beginning there? Nintendo. Nintendo, of course. Those horrible people. Um, <laughs> but the interesting thing is that the Pokemon Company is is owned by the other three we don't know what percentage each company has but yeah they're owned by the the three others that you mentioned so just somebody there is also like pokemon company america which is the one that's located in seattle and i believe there's a pokemon company in europe somewhere i think yeah but no pokemon company international is the one that's housed it's actually in bellevue not seattle but uh that would only be you know relevant to people applied for many many jobs there and they they and, own the the trademarks for pokemon yeah yeah that's that's done in the americas i guess our trademark law might be better than other countries well i think um, it's because they want the they want the company that's owned by the other three companies to have the trademarks so that there's not like one player who's like well we have the trademarks you can't get oh it's kind of like john john lennon and paul mccartney and we we know we know the the one in bellevue is the one that translates the games too. Yes. We know the translation is done there. At least the American translation. I don't know where what where the Chinese or the uh German or French. the Italian 
yeah. translations happen at. They probably get okay. contractors for these things. Because you don't want to be paying for someone to translate when there's no game to translate just now. Because the actual translation is a very short time at the end of the game cycle. They have to make sure that the story is all ready. And, and then once actually the game is almost done, then it goes to translators. So they'll probably use mostly consultants for that. So contractors, I need consultants. Contractors. Yeah. Consultants and contractors is pretty much the same thing in this country. Mm, um, oh, right, okay. I need two people to do two <laughs> things. We can attack this from two fronts. Number one, I need somebody to log in every day to the TPCI job listing site. If you need the URL, just contact me independently. Uh, I've got it bookmarked. Um, and just list out what jobs are available. And we'll track like what jobs are available, when they post, how long they're posted for, You know, very high level. But we're going to do some data mining that way. Then I need somebody else to go in and do the Dun & Bradstreet records for the three companies, four companies, and let's see what information we can find out that way. We'll put the two pieces together, and we will solve this mystery, Detective Pikachu. Game Freak I brought have it back. apparently 118 employees. Yeah, I was just looking at that, too. Creatures has like 102 employees, and Game Freak has 118. And then the Pokemon Company International has 400 employees? Where are all these people doing? <laughs> Well, I guess well, part, of, part of that is because they're not just developing one game at a time. So at the end of the cycle for Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, they will have already started on the Switch game. We don't know how early they got access to it, but you'd think being really close to Nintendo, they would have got it reasonably early. That that just seems so small to me. I mean, I'm well, working for, at a for, place that has between six and 10,000 employees. Well, sure, but that's an entirely different thing. Like, the problem is that, so say you're known for basically one game series. There's a real limit to the number of people that can be useful in that development process. If you add more people to it, it doesn't make it get done quicker. It just means there are more people arguing about things and getting in each other's way. Yeah. So those 100 people won't be working on the same project. You, you couldn't do that. Well, we know one of those 118 people worked on all the Pokemon walking animations in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon that never got used. <laughs> oh, feels good, man. <laughs> well, I don't know what happened to that, that dude's job, but his, his work was uh, not appreciated. He's now working on the Switch ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on here. Uh, Regigigas and Heatran are going to be available in March through the Pokemon Trainer Club newsletter for North America. And then it will be available for Wi-Fi for PAL versions of the game. This is exactly what they did for Pokemon 20. One month was GameStop. Next month was uh, Newsletter. Then back to GameStop. Then back to Newsletter. So I'm assuming they're going to stick to this format again. I'm sure their relationship... I'm sure that GameStop appreciates that relationship because obviously it brings people in. People see that there are Pokemon plushes on the wall. People buy that po po those Pokemon plushes. They get a code card. GameStop tries to make a quick five bucks off them. So... I'm sure that that relationship is still going well for them to continue doing this for a full year. But Regigigas and Heatran are to be available in March. They're the two next legendary Pokemon in the year-long event. Players who own Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon can get Regigigas. And players who, I'm sorry, players who own Ultra Sun or Sun can get Regigigas. If you own Ultra Moon or Moon, you can get Heatran. The codes are available to... The codes to redeem Pokemon if you live in North America are upcoming in a Pokemon Trainer Club newsletter, which arrives in March. Also, fun fact about those newsletters if, is you get a free 
TCG pack if you play the tr the Pokemon trading card game online. Uh, players must sign up for the newsletter before March 1st in order to get it. Uh, and if you live in Europe or a PAL region, you will be able to receive your Pokemon. If you connect to the internet, as long as you have Wi-Fi, the Pokemon will be available via the Nintendo Network starting on March 1st through the 24th. Real weird that... Do you, do you not get a European newsletter does pokemon not email you guys al how no, we, what's we... what's happening in your country <laughs> um well first of all europe isn't a country yet one day hopefully <laughs> but uh, not yet um oh boy that was uh we do have the newsletter and we have had codes on the newsletter before um i can't remember any off the top of my head but i remember there were a few but i'm going to be honest with you i'd much rather have used the nintendo network because it's so much easier to you know, get multiple of them. I suppose. Like, because if I've got four games and it's coming via the newsletter, I have to sign up to the newsletter four times, which I'm pretty sure the terms and conditions say you shouldn't. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. I mean, I am signed up to the newsletter six times, but that's not the point. <laughs> what? <laughs> How many copies of these games do you have, Al? Well, I only have one of each of, okay. the, of each generation. But, you know... People want the codes, and not everyone can get the codes. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I have uh, six of the uh, Dialga and Palkia codes on my desk here. I think I can redeem them by May 28th. I got plenty of time. Uh, I need to remember to get another one of them because I got loads and then gave them all away. So I need to remember to pick another one up this week. Well, you got time. Not much time. Uh, um, I can't speak. I can't speak for your your side of the ocean. Uh, but what I can tell you is that Koger Groupon are both returning to gyms in Pokemon Go, uh, otherwise known as Kyogre and Groudon. Uh, Rayquaza is still available in gyms in Pokemon Go, but Kyogre and Groudon have been added briefly to gyms from February twenty third until March fifth. Believe Rayquaza stays until the sixteenth. In addition, there will be a limited time pack in the Pokemon Go with discounted rates. Uh, if more Rayquaza are defeated than Kyogre or Groudon in the combined event, the Pokemon that typically prefers windy weather will be more likely to hatch eggs from March 5th through 16th. Oh, I see. That's a weird, like, winning stipulation. Uh, Pokemon that prefers sunny or rainy weather will be more likely to be hatched if it is... Uh, Kyogre or Groudon defeated in the event as well. Oh, I see. Okay. So this makes sense. I didn't actually read this until this morning. I just knew that Kyogre and Groudon was, were back, and this is awesome because I I did three Kyogre raids, and I've failed to catch Kyogre in any of them, whereas I did two Groudon raids, and I've caught one Groudon, so I'm missing Kyogre. But until March 5th, Either Kyogre is going to win or Rayquaza is going to win, and whichever one wins, there will be more spawns for them the next week of that either team. I don't personally care which team wins. Uh, I just want one of each, but that that's my thought. Uh, Al, are you all caught up with your legendary raids? I am. I managed to get my, catch Rayquaza on my first... Sorry, Rayquaza. You're going to edit that out, me, me doing that wrong. Yeah? <laughs> oh no, you've been caught, sir. Well, the problem is, right, you say these things 
in your head so much before you actually hear them on the anime and it's really hard to get the new one i still say arceus which as i just say that out loud realize just does not sound right and now i can't say that um (laughs) what was i talking about uh yes i have all of the all of the legendary pokemon apart from mewtwo okay okay cool is it is it hard for you? I I know we've asked this a million times, but has it been hard for you to get these three? I feel like these three particularly have been a lot harder for me to get, and I think that's just weather related. I just I think if it was nice outside, it would be extremely easy. But I'm I've I've been struggling to not that I not that I look every day because I have better things to do with my time than to waste an hour, which I did for a Kyogre, literally timed it. From driving there, waiting for people to show up, waiting to start, starting, failing, waiting for another person to show up, starting, then getting kicked out of the raid, then driving home. Took exactly an hour, and I didn't go home with a Kyogre. That's been my problem, I think, is the weather specifically in Wisconsin. Yeah, so because I work in Edinburgh, and I'm very central in Edinburgh, at lunchtime there are always people doing raids, so I just jump onto the the discord that people go on and just see where people are doing the raids and pop over to one so no it's not that hard for me to get them i think with kyogre i i think i got it in the last week but that was just because i was being lazy and not checking at lunch times but yeah it doesn't it's not that difficult for me just now it was harder when i I worked in in fife though i have a, a question about um raids okay Obviously, does not apply to either one of you because you're both involved. But have you noticed any like people forming romantic relationships from going to raids and seeing the same people over and over again? Uh, I would say I feel like everyone at my raids. I live in Wisconsin. If, if that was unclear, but I've most of the people at my raids are like parents slash couples. Where I've asked them, I've asked them before, and they're more, for the most time, most of the part. Kind of the same people I'm seeing, but uh, when I did ask, it was, oh, my son or my daughter played with us when the game first came out, and then they stopped playing, but we love the game so much, so we're still playing. So it's always like, I'm waiting for my husband to show up, or I'm waiting for my wife to show up, or to the extent, and I'm not not joking or exaggerating, it's like, I'm waiting for my cousin to show up, or uh, my neighbor, Uh, a lot of these older... I don't want to use the word old. They're older in the sense of, like, they're not your average... I would say the average age of a Pokemon player, or at least the average age of a person that listens to this specific podcast is about 26 years old. So they're they're much older than 26, but they're also not... They're not, like, 50. I would, I would guess to say that most of the people, I, I at least I see, are around 40 years old, uh, with a couple people my age, which is closer to, like, man, I'm, I'm almost 30. 30. Close, closer to like the 20, 26, 22 age range. Now, I rarely, to this, the last, the last time I saw a kid playing Pokemon Go, and by kid I mean like maybe 12 years old, was when I did Groudon in Texas. Uh, but that was at PAX, so there was a bunch of younger people there. But every recent raid I've gone to in Wisconsin, it's, I, I don't think I've seen a person under 20 doing a raid. So what about the uh, European scene, Al? Have you seen any couples form from going to raids and seeing the same people over and over again? Well, before I answer a question, I have to ask, is this because you're wanting to the, the right answer <laughs> and so you'll do more raids if I give you the right answer? 
Well, it's like a 50-50. I have actually had multiple people contact me and say, and these are people who are like, uh, I've known have been single for a very long time, and they contact me and they said, I met XYZ kind of person at going to Pokemon Go raids, and now we're kind of dating. And I'm like, is this really a thing? Is this really happening out there in the world? Why would it not be? I mean, I feel like it's easier to, I feel like I would rather be in a meet a significant other uh, at a raid than like a bar. I don't, I don't know. People, people are people. What's it like in Europe, Al? Am I moving to Europe? uh, Well, I don't think I do raids consistently enough and often enough to recognize the people that I go to. But I will tell you that when I played Ingress, uh, there were a couple of uh, couples that formed through events that we did with Ingress. That that was certainly a thing back then. But I don't know, is it fair to say I just don't really pay attention to the people that are there because I, I'm I mean, I think that's antisocial fine. <laughs> and I just want to catch the Pokemon and please stop talking and with your funny jokes. I don't care. Yeah, I'm. I'm... Please stop talking with your funny jokes. Funny had air quotes there in case you couldn't tell. <laughs> I think I think it's fair. So get 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 your get your Hoenn legendary Pokemon before they leave again. Uh, final bit of uh, final bit of news here. Uh, I we're gonna after this we're gonna take a break. We'll talk about Community Day and Pokemon Day here. Uh, but Disney XD to announce the Pokemon the series Sun and Moon Ultra Adventures, uh, which is the 21st season of the anime English dub. It will premiere on March 24th, and it looks like there will be a new episode every day of the week until March 31st. So there will be seven new episodes all in one week. Uh, I'm not going to read the titles just for spoiler purposes, but if you are really into the anime... Well, you got seven new episodes in one week, which is pretty rad for probably any anime watcher, but there you go. Does that mean we'll get seven episodes of the anime podcast in a week? Uh, Maybe. (laughs) I know. Irene and I are are very behind on that. Yeah. But we'll we'll get to it. I think that 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 wasn't meant as a dig for the record. No, 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 you're right. Uh, I think like my my schedule is slowly slowly starting to get back to normal, so I think we're good there. And then it's going to get real busy again at the end of March. So try to get as and, much uh, anime before then. And of course, the new anime probably won't show here for six months or something like that. Oh, for you guys? Yeah, it, ta- it takes forever for it to come over here. I have no idea why. So First, weird. they have to translate it into European. Yeah, yeah. And then. <laughs> and then it will work. They got to add, they got to replace all the malasadas with uh, haggis. So then the well, I'm just uh, thinking. You know how in the uh, first couple of series they translated rice balls into donuts for the English dub. Yep. I- I'm wondering whether they might do that to I don't know omelets or something for. <laughs> 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 I'm just wondering. You know, obviously we know what donuts are and we know what rice balls are because you know we're not imbeciles. Wondering what the equivalent would be for Europe. For, for a malasada? No, no, no. no I, I, specifically, the way they translated rice balls into donuts for America. Ah, true. I mean, well, haggis probably pretty it, much cuts the bill. It's just haggis for everything. So every meal they're eating is haggis. I mean, that would be okay. I'd be okay with that. 
I hope you're okay with the break, Al, because we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Pokemon Day. Not that there's much to talk about, but it's coming up. Uh, and then we're going to talk about uh, Pokemon Go Community Day. And then we'll do maybe one or two emails and Pokemon of the Week. And then we will wrap up. So we will be right back. I don't really care. I just choose the first uh, black top, black shorts, black shoes, and, and never think about them ever again. So you do care. All right, fine. I care. Black top, black shorts, black shoes. I care. Black top, black shorts, black shoes. I care. So you do care. You care. You care. Black top, black shorts, black shoes. I care. Black top, black shorts, black shoes. I care. Black top, black shorts, black shoes. I think the key. Black top, black shorts, black shoes. I think the key. Black top, black shorts, black shoes. I care. Black top, black shorts, black shoes. I don't really care. And we are back from our break. We're going to talk about Pokemon Go Community Day, but first, the uh, hashtag Pokemon Day is coming. Pokemon Day is celebrated every February 27th, I think, is the day. I should have this in front of me. Uh, you'd think it would say at the top of this uh, top of this page, but it doesn't. But I think I started this on Pokemon 20, where they were like, we're going to make a day for Pokemon, and then have that day be disappointing every single year. <laughs> Wait, I think the first one wasn't disappointing. I I was actually thinking fondly about it earlier today. The first one's not disappointing because that was the that was the first like day they established it. Like I'm pretty sure that day they had this was before Pokemon Go, so there was no Pokemon Go event, but there was the free card at Toys R Us that you could oh wait in they line went for. out of business. Uh yep, there was the. There was the Twitch movie marathon that started, where everyone on Twitch watched all twenty, all nineteen movies in a row, I think, or eighteen movies at the time in a row on Twitch, which is cool. Uh, there was the um, before the Twitch movie marathon, they did the whole twelve-hour live stream with I think Jay Witz was on it and a couple other people where they played through. Uh, I know they played Pokemon Battle uh, Rumble thing they played pokin tournament they played pokin they played um those are the only two games i remember them playing was i think they played the tcg i think they played tcgo but they had jaywitz and like four other youtubers just play pokemon on twitch for like 12 hours which was cool i guess speaking of playing pokemon on twitch uh i got partnered this week congratulations thank you so a lot of people ask this, and so I should probably explain. And this just reminds me because I'm going to be doing a an extra long stream on February 27th on Twitch, Twitch.tv/pkmncast. I'm sure you guys all know that by now, but we'll be doing an extra long stream. We'll probably be playing Pokemon Y some more, uh, maybe do a little TCG, and I think uh, I think Irene will have like a full hour that day to also play some Pokemon for you guys. But we'll be doing an extra long stream on Tuesday. Because I don't think, I mean, if Pokemon is doing something, they have it. They surely haven't announced it yet, and we'll get to we'll get to what they've announced. But for those that don't know what partnership is, it's there are over two million active people who stream on Twitch. Only seventeen thousand are partnered, so I'm not sure what the percentages of that are. 
So there are only 8,000 active people streaming. There's only 8,192 active people streaming on Twitch. And only one of them are partnered. That was a shiny joke. Oh. <laughs> it went right over my head. Uh, yeah, I was just saying, thinking, no, that only one? So wait, are you the only partner? I'm so confused right now. <laughs> there are... There are two. There are two million active streamers on Twitch, and then only only nineteen thousand are partnered. So I'm one of those partnered people now. So yeah, that's actually less than less than one percent of people who stream on Twitch are partnered, which is actually I think kind of similar to the shiny ads, as I as I do the math here real quick. But anyways, being partnered on Twitch means that uh, I not only get more, I get more money from Twitch subs when somebody subscribes to me. I also get emotes, so I used to have one emote, now I have 21 emotes that when people subscribe, they can use those emotes all over Twitch. Uh, the people who subscribe get ad-free viewing. As a partner, I get put on the better Twitch servers. So sometimes if you go to a Twitch, if you go to a Twitch stream and you try to like change the quality from maybe like 1080 to 720 or maybe you want to bring it down to like 360 because you don't want to waste your data. If you're on a Twitch stream and they, you can't adjust the quality settings, it means they're on a bad server. Um, but as, as a partner, I will always be on a good server. I also get ad money. So if, if you come to the stream and you see an ad, pri if, you're, if you're not a partner, Twitch gets all that money. Now if you come to my stream and you see an ad, I get some of that money as well. So ideally, people who are Twitch partners uh, can actually make a living off Twitch. But of course, it there's like that long slash hard road for a lot of people to get there because you need to have a you need to hit all these check marks for Twitch to accept you as a partner because they're only going to accept people that they think are going to make them money of course because that's how businesses work um, so there's a bunch of other stuff if you're curious about it I'm more than willing to if you come out to the stream and you want to ask more than willing to talk about it we had a big celebration party on Friday where we where I started playing Pokemon Y because that's what people wanted to see and I'm having a lot of fun with that. We're shiny hunting right now in Y, uh, doing horde battle shiny hunting. So I got I first got a shiny Gulpin. I should clarify that Irene well, got you a didn't. <laughs> yeah Irene got a shiny Gulpin because Irene Irene will come in sometimes and I will take a longer than a two minute break to get something to eat. Uh, so she was streaming for about fifteen minutes. She got a shiny Gulpin. <laughs> I believe uh, it. And then uh, I got a shiny Psyduck the other day, and then right now we're looking for a shiny Electrite. Electrite. Electrike? Trike, uh, yeah. Trike, uh, like trike. a bike, but a trike. Yes. Uh, so we're shiny hunting in Y right now. I'm having a good time actually taking my time and going through the game and talking to the NPCs, and uh, I'm very impressed, actually, because uh, the last time I played Pokemon X and Y was five years ago, whenever it came out. So that being said, going back to Pokemon Day which is on Tuesday. They have been doing this countdown starting a week ago. They, you can go to Pokemon.com, but they said seven suburb, suburb, re, superb regions where they talk about the seven distinct regions. Then they say six Pokemon to make a team where they talk about the... They mention in the episode of the anime where Ash and Gary battled in the Johto League and then how uh, Senjay Park... Uh, they talked about the 2014 video game world championships where Senjay used Pach Pachirisu. Seijun. Se uh, yes, Seijun. I'm sorry. Five got five cards from the fifth expansion. So they talk about they uh, they've just picked five random like they're not 
They just pick five cards to talk about from the new expansion. Four elite trainers to stand above the all, to stand above everyone else. They talk about, I don't know, they just mentioned the elite four. Three first Pokemon starters, so they just obviously talk about the three starters you get. I'm not, and then two and one. I don't know specifically what those are going to be, but like reading this countdown, it's very lackluster. Like they, it, they're they're very shortly written. It doesn't look like too much thought is put down into it. Some people believe that when we get to Pokemon Day, there's going to be this huge Pokemon announcement of possibly a Pokemon on Switch. That I'm is my s- belief. I'm going to say that that's not going to happen at all. And I'll tell you why. Because every time Pokemon Company... So two points. The first point is Pokemon Day has always been extremely disappointing. Last year was probably one of the most disappointing Pokemon Days, even though it's only been happening for like three years ever. They didn't do anything except like you got a free card at Toys R Us and Toys R Us is now bankrupt. But two... <laughs> I don't think that's related for the record. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's because Pokemon Day did not do well. You guys put Toys R Us out of business. Two, Pokemon is so crafted with their announcements. They want they want to announce their announcements. They want you to know that something big is coming. And they haven't really hyped up this day. Yeah, they've been kind of tweeting about it. But like, when a Pokemon announcement is coming, you better believe... Polygon is covering it, Verge is covering it, Game Informer is covering it, GameSpot is covering it. When there's a Pokemon announcement coming, pretty much every single video game website is covering it. No one is covering Pokemon Day. No one is going like, oh, do you know that there's four days to Pokemon Day? And on day four, like, there are four, did you know there are four elite train, elite four people in, like, no one is covering this because it's not exciting. And so if you're going to get excited for Tuesday... I'm going to break it to you. I don't... You're going to be disappointed. Could they announce a Pokemon Switch game? Sure. They could announce it tomorrow. They could announce it never, because anything could could happen. But uh, I don't know. Those are just my thoughts. So I want to pull you up on one thing. As you said, Pokemon Day has always been disappointing. Except for the first one. Because the first one, not only was it... Exciting because it was the twentieth anniversary and Pokemon Red and Blue and Red, Blue and Yellow came out on the V uh, the Virtual Console, and there were lots of other things. They also announced it was very short, but they announced that Pokemon Sun and Moon was coming on that day. What do you mean? It was also exciting because I got to hang out with Joe and Jin. (laughs) Sun and Moon was already announced, were they not? No. So that was the initial announcement. Was they had this great? It was a Honestly, I think it was their best announcement of a Pokemon game. It was where they had the character running through the game in each of the different generations. Oh um, yeah, it was, and and then just at the end, it it said Pokemon Sun and Moon coming end of twenty. What was yeah? What twenty sixteen? Sixteen. There we go. Yeah. Twenty sixteen. <laughs> I do remember yeah. that now. But the difference. So there yeah, that was, was the first like announcement. They had an announcement for that announcement. That's true, but you we have sometimes had very short notice for Pokemon Directs. So it, I, I don't think it would be a complete surprise if tomorrow we got an announcement of a Direct on Tuesday. I agree that if we don't hear anything tomorrow, it, it won't be happening. But we have had one day's notice before for these things. And to be fair, we also already know that the Pokemon Switch game is coming. They told us at E3. In that weird, awkward, like, 
Yeah, that was so bad. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm at my desk. Please say something into the camera because no. this is very last minute. You know that was, uh, everyone's disappointed that this isn't coming to Switch. Please tell them it's coming to something. <laughs> that was so bad. Let me just shoot so, this on my iPhone real quick. <laughs> my barometer for whether there's going to be a major announcement or not is how uh, negative Steve is about the possibility of there being a major announcement. <laughs> yeah, and the more good. down in the dumps and denying of it that he is, the more likely, in my opinion, that there will be one. Just to prove him wrong. I think my my uh, it just like my my negativity comes from just being disappointed that they don't make a bigger deal about this. And I think this is a perfect transition into Pokemon Community Day, where I felt <laughs> I felt like Saturday, yesterday, and I felt like last month, Community Day, those felt like big Pokemon days to me. And Tuesday probably won't have that feeling, because last year's Pokemon Day definitely didn't have that feeling. They're just, they could do something even, they just could do so much with it. And they dropped the ball last year, and I'm I'm just frustrated that they're going to drop the ball this year. Maybe they won't, and that will be awesome if they don't. But I, I want more days dedicated to Pokemon. Like, the feeling I had yesterday on Community Day, and I don't know if, what your thoughts are, Al, we're going to talk about this, but like seeing people out playing Pokemon Go and having a good time and seeing Twitter blow up about it and people getting shinies and it feeling like a special day. It like at the end of that day when the, when the, all the Dratinis despawned and every, everyone went away, I felt like if you missed it, you missed out on something. Now, of course, if you don't play Pokemon Go, you probably don't care, but as a specific Pokemon Go player, you're like, oh man, I miss Community Day. Like, I missed getting the Dratinis. I missed getting a shiny. Like, it felt special. And I want Pokemon Day to feel that. And it, it hasn't since it debuted. And I feel like it's not going to feel that way this year. But again, I could be wrong. And I would love to be wrong. I would love for Tuesday to feel like something awesome. Why isn't there a special Pokemon Go event on, on Tuesday? Why didn't they at least tie something in? Maybe I mean, they, they will, for... and they've just not announced it yet. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I know that's unlikely, but it's a possibility. I think the Saturday, I think the Saturday community makes the most sense for players, just because I'm sure Niantic has statistics, and they probably have looked like a Saturdays are like they have to know which times are the best, and they probably saw that maybe that the first community day was just like a shot in the dark. Let's try Saturday from at least in Central Time, it was 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. It was probably extremely successful, so they kept the same time. And I like the consistency. But they also did extend Groudon, and they brought back Groudon and Kyogre, which is great, which is going over that week. And Niantic is pretty good at, like, giving us... Like, Niantic's pretty good at not actually saying anything, but giving us surprises. Like, they didn't tell us Shiny Dratini was going to be out and about. We all assumed it, of course. But, like, that was a nice surprise so they have done they have done last minute things, but Pokemon Go is is not all Pokemon players. Why why not give us like why not why doesn't Pokemon Company give us like hey on this specific day you can download a shiny Pikachu? I don't or I, 
give there's 800 pokemon give us like one shiny pokemon that we can download for 24 hours on pokemon day like that would be better than anything they did last year or like, have like smeargle show up or something oh and like pokemon go again i think i think niantic does a good job of like consistently giving players something to do every month or i think they've done a good job for like the next week there's a lot to do there was community day they brought back raid pokemon they're doing a mini competition of like which one is going to stay the longer stay longer and then they also put a you know 499 gift box in the store with specific items what do we get for the main series games and that's more on game freak i guess but game freak has never really been the the company that ever goes back and kind of like they do they do the legendary they do the legendary or the mythical or like this month you get a Sazazzle or you get a Charizard, but... Do you want a wild conspiracy theory? Well, just... Uh, they, they probably don't care because they're working on the next game, but who's in charge of, like... <laughs> who's in charge of these legendary Pokemon? Who is in charge of giving us a Sazazzle? Who is in charge of giving us Charizard? Why can't whoever's doing that just give us a Pokemon on this specific day for our Steve, games? I think you're... I think you're reading too much into it. I think you think that there's some overall person who's mapping out a great strategy for Pokemon. There should be. And, well, I, I'm not. I'm not debating whether there should or not. You, you're right. There should, but I don't think there is. But like they have, they made a day. They made a day for themselves, and they don't do anything with it. That's, yeah, the, that's the my big, problem. The big problem is the way that we were talking before as to how they set up this whole thing so there's a pokemon company and there's the three companies that all partly own the pokemon company who all have different roles in that and of course there's also niantic who who are involved as well so you've got five companies involved in this one franchise each of which has their own ability to control a different part of it and there is no ceo of all of that so if you have like a normal company, there is always the CEO who can decide these things. Now, obviously, there's generally the board who can overrule them if they want, but most of the time they don't. Pokemon doesn't have that. And so unless they set it up in a way that means that one of these companies has overall control of, you know, distributions of things, that's never going to happen. Hmm. I don't know. I, I'd like to think that they're a little more coordinated. Somebody, than that. They're just somebody sat dropping at a desk the ball and was like, "We should give away a Charizard this month." And then somebody, I'm assuming maybe the same person, said, "We should give away a Salazzle this month." And somebody said, "We should give away a shiny Savali," which I know the Savali specifically and the Charizard specifically were tied to TCG releases, which makes sense. And I know we're getting legendary Pokemon this month. But I just feel like there's something more that they could do. And I th- I'm sure that Pokemon Channel or whatever that little TV app is called or you can watch on the website. I'm sure there will be like bonus free movies because usually there's one free movie a month. I'm sure they'll have more free movies. But it's called uh, Pokemon TV. Pokemon TV. Yes. May- maybe they maybe they they do do something this year um, and they do announce maybe they 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 show a logo or they give the announce they they talk about the game names which will be kind but which will be kind of big but again going back to community today like that felt even though that was three hours long that felt to me it felt exciting and it felt special and it it made me appreciate pokemon in like in a way where 
I want more of those days, and I don't want to say they're easy to do, but for Niantic, I think just sliding the slider of having Dratini come up and then making and putting the shiny in the game seems probably pretty easy for them. I mean, they never messed it up. It seemed to go smoothly for everyone, and literally right at 4 o'clock my time, all those Dratinis instantly disappeared. I just feel like they could they could do a little bit more. Especially when they made a specific day for their for their franchise and maybe maybe my expectations are just too high, I guess. I think uh, Pokemon I, Day was just they wanted to do it for the twentieth anniversary and then they felt they've had to do something for it the last couple of years. I think that's well, all but, it is. But also the Pokemon Day when it happened was on a weekend and now it's on a Tuesday. And they recognize that people have to go to work. So it's hard to get excited for something on a day when you have to go to work. And and they know that like more people will be involved when it's on the weekend rather than the number of people who would take a day off of work to do something or get involved. And I mean, yeah, distributions are nice and everything like that. But I think... People expect something more that if there's like going to be something that it's going to be even more exciting, like, you know, Pokemon Ranger 4, back to Almia, something like that. So if you if you go to Pokemon.com and you see if you click on the Pokemon Day, which isn't even at the top of the page, you have to scroll down for it, which is, again, telling me this is another reason why I don't think we're going to get some switch announcement is because it's literally the thing they're advertising for the last seven days isn't even one of the top columns on their own website. Somebody made a new logo for it. Like, there is a new hashtag Pokemon Day logo with a Pikachu winking. So, there is somebody putting thought into this. And I've worked at companies before. I've worked at places where one person is really trying to make something work and everyone else around them doesn't care at all and isn't giving them the okay or the resources or the things they, they need approval for to get what they are done. I truly believe, and I have no proof, this is just in my gut, that somebody specifically there is trying to make this day work, and everyone else that they need approval for just don't care. Just They just Doesn't don't care. care. Well, because everyone I, else I, will I be focusing we're on at the a, next game, won't they? No, there's, there's people who are not work focusing on games, right? There's people who are about marketing and events. But I also want to point out that I love that we're at a place in history where Steve can actually say, I've worked at companies before, and it's just a true phrase. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like I said, like there, there's a new logo this year. But also, like, so which, which is like, okay, the, the, they care in this aspect that there's a new logo. They want you to use hashtag Pokemon Day. They've been tweeting hashtag Pokemon Day all week on Twitter. But then you go to Pokemon.com, and it's not even at the top of their page. It's just, it's uh, just other stuff. Like if. This is the day you're building to. Why do I have to scroll down to see that Pokemon Day is coming? Nobody uses web pages anymore. Let me tell you, 80% of people on the internet do not scroll down when they go to your homepage. That is a that statistic might be off by 5%, give or take, but most people don't scroll. More than half do not scroll down. So if I have to scroll down to see, oh, on Tuesday, Pokemon Day is coming... First off, I don't think a lot of Pokemon fans are going to Pokemon.com. I could be wrong. I don't know what, what the core audience is for, for that, but it just seems like the, there's a specific person that does care, but then everyone else 
like the web team. Oh, you want your you want us to add you want us to move this higher on the page? Nah, well, we'll get to it. Not important to us. It's almost like you've met a web team before because that sounds so <laughs> accurate. <laughs> Al, how was your how was your Pokemon Go community day? How was your second community day? How was your Dratini day? My second community day was much better than my first because uh, I didn't have my son with me complaining that he was cold. <laughs> no, it was it was it was really good. I was I was in Glasgow because um we were doing something with my parents and uh, but we were doing it after community day. I didn't just abandon my parents. Um so I went into to Glasgow for the three hours of community day, caught like hundred and twenty Dutini and seven of them were shinies and uh it was great. I saw loads of people playing. I didn't talk to any of them because um have we as we've mentioned before, I uh, don't like people. But it was good to see them playing, and it was good fun. I now have, like, two shiny Dragonite, fully powered. It's good fun. So, are are your parents Glaswegians? Uh, well, my, my dad is, but my mom's actually English. Oh, dear scandal. <laughs> it I don't all hide this comes knowledge. out. Um, well, so do you not, do you not feel they... like it's some, uh, that's why I have to compensate a bit? Uh, I, I, now it's that's the answer to the question we weren't asking. <laughs> but were there more more frequent shiny Dratini spawns? Because I think my friend Micah, who was like reporting into me about Pokemon Day, um, said that he got like three shiny Dratinis or something like that. Uh, y- yes. So before that, I just want to say that on the Pokemon homepage, Shining Legends, which is a TCG set. That isn't even the newest TCG set. Is at the top of the homepage. And Pokemon Day is now. I'm just putting that out there. A set can, can we, that can we, ca- the set that came out more than three months ago has a spot on the homepage. Can we just agree that Pokemon Day is overall, now. whoever is managing Pokemon.com website and all the websites that are affiliated with it is is there? Give the, please give them a bad performance evaluation. They're not doing a good job. They do, the, your website does not provide the information people are looking for. All right, let's get that right. settled. So this, this uh, will is the first time Dratini has been shiny. It rolled out uh, on, on this day. But were there like a lot of them? So no one knows what the... Yeah, I would say so. So I I played for three hours. That I played from start to finish. I think uh, we got to the mall at at like one o five. So I was technically five minutes late, I guess. But uh, I got eleven shinies in my three hours. Al, I think you said you got seven. I got seven. Yeah, I wasn't playing for the entire three hours. It's more about two hours and twenty minutes or something. So yeah, probably took, about the same rate as you, roughly. Yeah, I took about. I think the only time in that three hours, I think I took a like one twenty minute break where I ate in the food court and I there. The thing about like community day, which I realize is if you're not moving, you're not spawning new Dratinis. But as long as you're moving, they'll keep spawning. Uh, Michael's wife got four or five shiny Dratini, and then uh, Micah got eight. But I do know people uh, in Slack who played aggressively the three hours that only got like two uh, or three. Um, so I'm not sh- no one knows uh, what the spawn rate is. Some people have suggested it's about one in 500, but I'm pretty confident. Again, I have no proof. I'm pretty confident that when they do events like this, that 
they increase the shiny rate. They have to. Because I've so, looked at 130 plus Stratini, 11 were shiny. Yesterday, I probably looked at about 100 Swablu, and zero were shiny. And Swablu can be shiny, and 130 Dratini to 11 be shiny to 100 Swablu and zero being shiny. They have yeah. to increase the rate for that Pokemon. They had to have done it for Love Disc for Valentine's Day, because I saw nothing but people getting shiny Love Disc. They had to have increased it for Poochie, Pooch, Poochina, uh, on week of the dog. Then they've had to do it for like the Halloween events. Like they, the specifically, they have to increase the shiny rate for those. And I think that's fine. I like that's not a complaint, but there's no way that like I just got very lucky with Dratini and I've looked at at this point 200 plus Swablu. A hundred of them were yesterday and I haven't found a single shiny Swablu yet. Yeah, so I think um, I'm trying to remember the. So obviously, we can never be 100% certain, but with the Silk Road doing all their investigation into, you know, rates that people have got, I think the estimate is that normal shinies are roughly 1 in 128. Um, and the number that came out of Community Day for Pikachu was 1 in about 28. So that's a dramatic change. I don't. I've not seen any numbers for Dratini yet. Okay. But I imagine it will be about the same. So it it is dramatically increased because that that means that you know if you're catching a hundred, you you get you know anywhere between two and six depending on you know how lucky you were. But right, sounds can, about right. And when we all know you can go over odds, right? Just because it's one in a hundred. What did of you course. say? One twenty-eight. One in one in one hundred and twenty-eight. I mean, yeah, the the odds, the way that probability works means that you could theoretically never get it, even if you catch ten thousand. The chances of that happening are very small, right? But it, it could still happen. That's how probability works. So uh, the second question I had for you, I was thinking this, Al. I was thinking of you yesterday, of course, uh, because I knew you were going to play community today. But I noticed last month that pretty much I was only getting Pikachu. I would say it was 90% Pikachu, 10% other stuff. And I feel like this time it was 50% Dratini, 50% other stuff, but like there was still way there was still plenty of Dratini for me to catch. I just felt like there was more of other Pokémon on the map with Dratini, which was nice because I found like a uh um a couple Gen 3 po like Sir I was like, "Oh, Surskit, I don't have Surskit yet. That's nice." So, I was able to catch uh, a couple of Pokemon that I didn't have, but I felt like with Pikachu, there was more than enough Pikachu for me to catch, but I wasn't seeing anything else. And with this, there was more than enough Dratini for me to catch, but I was also seeing C Dot and and Bulbasaur and Tauros and whatever Pidgeys and Rattatas and Sentrance. Uh, did you experience that as well? I don't know if you noticed last time to this time. Yeah, so last time I definitely noticed that it was it was very large, you know, roughly 80 to 90%, something like that. I didn't notice it being any different this time. Um, I, it was roughly the same. Obviously, there were other ones. Um, I got, I think the only Pokemon I got that I, I needed candy for was Cacnea. Um, all the others were reasonably common ones, but I think it was probably about the same, about 80% Dratini, which I'm okay with because I was just trying to get as many Dratini as possible. And Will, how was your Pokemon community day? I was editing the entire day. 
I did not leave the same spot that I'm sitting in right now in front of a microphone in front of a computer from 10 a.m. to 11 p.m. I mean, I did leave. I took a few breaks, but no, I I didn't leave the house. My friend Micah, who I was just talking about, was supposed to be visiting me this weekend, and I had planned to go down to the memorials because down at the National Mall, there's like bigger spawn rates for like everything because there's so many gyms and everything in that area. Um, but Micah didn't come and I didn't go. So, so Steve, one question I have is, so you were using incense the whole time yes. or just for some I, of it? I was using incense the whole time. Okay. Where uh, were you the, using incense I'm, the whole time? I was not, I okay. wasn't using incense at all. Oh, interesting. And were you around any lures at all? Uh, I went to Mayfair mall. If you want to stalk me for next community day day, I will probably go to Mayfair Mall again. Just because... Is this the one that bans Pokemon? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they have uh, about five stops uh, throughout the mall and two gyms. One gym is in the center, so I walk past it pretty often. One gym's at one end of the mall, and then there's a stop at the other end of the mall. So you really have to go out of your way for that stop or that gym. Um, but there are about five stops and five gyms. So um, we just lap the mall, right? We, it's, it's, the mall is like a T. So we just, we walk along the outer edge of the T. So we try to not loop or we try not to like repeat steps, but naturally you have to. So, um, that's, that was my walking pattern. So pretty much when you get to the other end of the mall, the things have reset because it takes about. And were they, were they lured? Yeah. Yeah. Results? They were lured the were, entire okay. time. I wonder, were you paying attention as to which Pokemon came from the incense? Cause I'm wondering whether there were more non Dratinis that came from incense. Cause. That that's the only real difference between what we did. Uh, I couldn't tell. So again, going back, there was a there was a uh, person in Slack that also incensed all three hours, and they only got two shiny Pokemon. I incensed. I incensed this entire time. I got eleven. I did not incense at all last time, and I only got two shiny Pikachu. Micah said he incensed all the entire time last time, and he got eight shiny Pikachu. Uh, so I, I don't think there's enough data between. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm more thinking that maybe the incense was spawning more that weren't Dratini. Oh, um, may, no, no, I, 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 maybe. Uh, what I was seeing because the incense ones have like a different glow around them. Yeah, the, and they, the kind of blue glow. They were, they were, they were always Dratini. All right, I've no idea then why we had such uh, dramatic differences in the number. Maybe I was just not paying attention to anything that wasn't Dratini. And so I wasn't kind of logging them in my mind. I don't know. Yeah, well, that was Community Day. They announced Community Day pretty early after the last one. I think we got they told us Dratini like a week after the Pikachu one ended. So uh, I'll be curious to see. I like that they announced it ahead of time because it just gives people enough time to plan and stuff. But uh, last question before we just do Pokemon of the Week. We'll skip email this week. Does any of this will make you want to play Pokemon Go or no? Uh, if if I had uh, friends to go, I would have been playing on Saturday. Okay, so you would probably just need one other person to go out for three hours. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's social. Like when we were at Gen Con, right? I went and played with you guys because that's what you guys were doing. So it's like I might as well do what everybody else is doing. But on my own, uh, I'm not looking to find romantic partners that way. So no. <laughs> Uh, so we'll throw it over to Will for Pokemon of the Week. We'll skip emails this week just because uh, I want to save all the emails for next week. We have a lot of a lot of good ones for 300. So 
Will can do again email Pokemon Podcast at, or po- you can go to PokemonPodcast.com, hit the contact button, or you can email me directly sbj at pkmncast.com. But Will will bring us our Pokemon of the Week. All right, Pokemon of the Week is Dratini, and Dratini is a serpentine Pokemon with a blue body and a white underside. It has white, three-pronged fins on the sides of its head and a white bump on its forehead. Above its large, round, white snout are oval, purple eyes. As Dratini is filled with life energy, it is constantly growing and can thus reach lengths of over six feet. As it grows, it sheds its skin regularly. Whenever Dratini undergoes shedding, it hides behind a large waterfall. Although this Pokemon was originally thought to be nothing more than a myth, it has been found in colonies living underwater. It appears to be based upon sea serpents or Ryu, traditional Japanese dragons or Chinese dragons who bring good luck. Its constant growth is similar to that of Yurgmungundr, a serpent in Norse mythology. Its reclusive nature, aquatic habitat, and the fact that for a long time it was considered a myth are reminiscent of the Loch Ness Monster. And Dratini has a real good shiny. It is that adorable pink. It's pink as opposed to blue, which is the blue is the regular one. Yeah. In early English promotional material for Pokemon Red and Blue, Dratini was referred to as Dragoon. Although this word can literally mean a European military unit that is transported on horseback but does not fight on foot. The name was probably selected as a combination of dragon and lagoon. Uh, Dratini and its evolutionary line shares the same category with horsey and its evolution, as well as Salamance and Gudra. They are all known as the dragon Pokemon. You would think that uh, Dratini would have more... um you know, more uh, more trivia about it for being a 20-plus-year-old yeah. Pokemon. <laughs> That's so true. Also, um, I'm surprised that there's not a trivia that says uh, Dratini is the one that should have evolved into Gyarados, not Magikarp. You mean Dratini, Dragonair, Gyarados, and then Magikarp into Dragonite? Yes, 100%. Isn't that like the, want... th- the same thing with, like, Bagon, Shellgon, and then Flygon, wasn't that supposed yes. to happen? Yes. And then they searched the Salamance. It's also well, like what we were talking about a few weeks ago with uh, Caterpie and evolving into Butterfree as opposed to Venonat or whatever, or Venomoth. Uh, what were you going to say, Al? I was just going to say, yeah, th- these, these things are all just based on what they look like, which is interesting. The other thing that I, I notice is that the shinies would make more sense if it was Gyarados as well, because Gyarados is obviously a red shiny. Dragonite is a horrible green shiny, and the red would go much better with the pink from Dratini and Dragonair. But that can't be used as any sort of evidence because shinies came in Gen 2. And of course, these are Gen 1 Pokemon. As I continue soft resetting for shiny Cyndaquil, I'm up to 70 resets. No shiny Cyndaquil Only 70, yet. Will? 70? How slow are you going? Only 70. I got a Twitter message from somebody who got it in 28. Yeah, I mean... That's I, how probability works. Well, welcome to odds. I got a coughing in 13,000. <laughs> hey, I know a guy who now has as his full-time job, all he does is soft reset for shiny Pokemon. I'm going to get on his level. I just need to practice a little bit. All right, all right. 
Let me tell you about horde battling. You get to see five at once. You're gonna do about four hundred in an hour. You really, you really make progress. I mean, you're not telling me anything new. I've done this before. Okay, all right. Uh, well, I think that'll wrap up our episode. Uh, again, if you want to send your in your emails, please do. If uh, if you're if you're looking for more audio content to listen to, and you like Giant Bomb, for example. Uh, we had Dan Reichert on The Carve, uh, which is my Monster Hunter podcast. So you can search for The Carve that I do with Micah in whatever podcast client you're using to listen to this. Uh, it's on SoundCloud. It's on Google Play Music. It's on iTunes, Apple Podcast. Those are the same thing. Uh, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Dan Reichert was on the carve this week uh, from Giant Bomb. Talked about his thoughts and feelings on Monster Hunter. Also talked about his time working at Game Informer uh, and his time at Giant Bomb. If you're interested in that, uh, you can check that out. Will just celebrated 100 episodes of Drive Check. Correct. Would you like to talk a little bit about that? Well, just that um, for that, it was very similar to what you did for episode... 100 of it's super effective uh except i did even more interviews (laughs) so it was 100 questions for episode 100 i interviewed 10 people i was only supposed to ask them 10 questions each but that didn't work out exactly uh but i got a whole range of different people from listeners who had written in uh, a few times to the program i had my mother interviewed on there because she plays vanguard uh people obviously people who helped create the podcast and then uh, like the world champion was on and some other content creators. So, I mean, for me, it was a lot of fun, but it was just a heck ton of work (laughs) to get it all together. Um, So I guess if people just like hearing me talk, uh, you you can get five hours worth. I broke it up into five different segments. So no segment is more than an hour and 15 minutes long, I think. But overall, the total is five hours for that episode. Whew. Nice. Nice. Uh, Al, where can they find you on Twitter? Yes, that's uh, Mick NK, MC NK, the Pokemon. The Pokemon. The Pokemon. Uh, Will is at Washing the Sink. I am at Dragging a Lake. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. And if you uh, if you want more of me, I guess every single week uh, I, I I'm on Twitch, Twitch.tv/pkmncast, uh, where we're currently playing through Pokemon Y. Uh, if you're listening to this, I'm right outside the second gym, which I think that gym leader's name is Grant. I think the guy with rocks oh, in is his that hair. the rock one? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's Grant. Yeah. So that's where we're at, and uh, we're having a good time, hanging out, catching that, shiny Pokemon, playing wild. That's a lovely gym, might I add. One of, one of my favorite gyms. It just looks so nice. Uh, I don't remember what it looks like. I don't remember a lot of things from X and Y, so it's been a real, it's been a real treat playing through that game again. Um, so my, my end goal for Pokemon Y is to get uh, complete decks and to get the shiny charm. So uh, 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 I'm very ambitious goals here, but... That, that's that's what I'm setting myself up for. But uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, we will see you next week for episode 300. Uh, again, if you want to send an email, please do. Otherwise, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are... Super, super effective. effective. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was... Uh, <laughs>
Super Haggis. There we go. Uh, we can oh, have another one now. I was going to say, got him. <laughs> it's Super Effective was created and produced by me, Steve Black Jr. Logo and artwork were also created by me. The music at ISC was created by Nicholas Burgess. If you enjoy ISC, consider leaving a review in Apple Podcast or just tell a fellow friend about the show. ISC is my current job right now, and I need all the support I can get to keep doing it weekly. If you'd like to support ISC, you can do so on Patreon. You can support me by heading over to isc.cash. For as little as $2 a month, you'll gain access to our Slack community where you can battle, trade, and chat with other trainers. And for $5 a month, you'll gain access to our bonus anime podcast. A quick shout out to our producers of this show, which include Robert, Kevin, Mason, Kay, and Cygnus. Thank you all for listening.